a computer-generated AI voice. And you're listening to Tech Radio. Every week online and on air with RTE Radio, we bring you the latest in tech. You're very welcome to episode 965. Today, we're going to be talking about turning innovative ideas into businesses with Victoria Gascon-Perez from UL in Limerick. This is Tech Radio with Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson. Joining me as always is our Editor-in-Chief, Niall Kitson. Niall, this whole AI thing, it just, it screams to me that it's all we're talking about at the moment. Does it feel like that to you? Uh, It does, actually, yeah. I mean, as we were talking with Cara a few weeks ago, um, when she said this was going to be the year of AI, (laughs) I was thinking initially, like, sure, there's loads of stuff going on. Like, you know, mm. there's loads of things to talk about. This time last year, we were talking about Web3. We were talking about distributed networks. We were talking about NFTs. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I even in December said, you know, we're going to be talking about crypto because of the FTX crash. Um, do you know what? It's all been swept aside. Yeah. Web3 is no longer a thing. Well, it's not no longer a thing. It's just, it's last year's story. And everything that we seem to be talking this week is AI, largely because of ChatGPT. Let's, you know, let's be honest here. When, yeah. when somebody thinks AI over the last few months, well, I guess for some people since last November, ChatGPT is synonymous with AI. I, it's finally the application people thought AI would be. Now, whether it's any good or not, different discussion, but I think we are getting to the stage where people are identifying what they think as being AI with ChatGPT. I think it's going through a very interesting period. It seems like everything at the moment is AI. And like I'm convinced that one day they're going to say, Microsoft Word, AI. <laughs> oh, you that's, know it. That's a, you know that, it. But that's what they're calling it. Now, Microsoft are building in AI to all, all their suite. And then Google are going to build in AI to everything that they do. And it's, it's just going to be built into to everything. I hate this phrase, co-pilot, that uh, uh, Microsoft will come up with for it. But anyways, but here's a big question for you, okay? We've had it for six months. Are you using AI? Do you know what? I, I have been reticent beca- because I just don't... Um, I'm not sure that the results I get would be enough to, I don't want to say fulfill my curiosity, but mm. look, if it comes down to something like Copilot, something that detects how I'm using something mm. and makes it easier, that's one excellent application of AI. I'm happy with that. Um, if it comes to actual content, I am much more skeptical because as we talked about, already, ChatGPT has had a limit on content, not so much anymore with um, uh, version four, where they're looking at bringing in pictures and that kind of thing, being uh, what they call multimodal. Um, But I still have that kind of lingering skepticism that what I might get back might look like, you know, insight or information, Mm. but hasn't been fact-checked, which as a journalist is something we live and die by. So if we can't do that, it's really not terribly useful to me. 
All right. Well, I think you should try it because I think you will absolutely love it. As a kind of creative person, sometimes you hit blocks and sometimes you're just looking for that little bit of inspiration. And I've used chat AI to be able to say, I'm looking for ideas on such and such. And it will spit out a whole ton of ideas. Now, half of them are probably rubbish. Um, 30% of them are kind of like, yeah, that's all right. And then, you know, kind of two or three of the things that will come with are absolutely brilliant. And I take that then I'm able to run off and it re-inspires me. That's where I use AI. Um, I was doing it with a friend of mine who's not a computer person at all, but was in the office there last week. And then, oh, I've got to go home and I've got to write this and I've got to do Facebook posts and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, just use chat AI. That'll give you some ideas. And I go, I don't know how it works. So I went in and I said, all right, let me show you. So I registered them and I said, OK, so what is it you want to write the, the article about or what is it you write about? And they told me and I went, OK, grand. And I said to chat uh, AI, I said, give me 20 blog post ideas uh, that will be of interest to blah, 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 blah. And off it goes. And it just spits out 20 instantly, you know, and your man's face was just you could literally see it in his face going. <gasps> oh, my God, because there was at least three in there that he was kind of going. Absolutely. And and this is a complete, like, a, a computer agnostic person. They hate computers. They still write with pen and paper and all that. They don't even use a Kindle or anything like that, like, you know. So I just kind of thought, you know, if they're impressed with it, I think it's going to be more and more part of our uh, our daily life. If, if if you're not keen on it, what, what are the bits that you think could be quite good? What's impressed you about AI so far? I, I do think, again, it's, it's the looking at the structure of things, mm. right? So a good use of AI to me, and this is kind of an Internet of Things application, is you put your key in the door, the heating goes on automatically, the lights go on automatically, and it's, you know, or, you know, the house has figured out that, you know, it's Tuesday, your favorite show's on the television, that comes on, or if it finds out that, you know, the TV schedule has changed, the TV doesn't go on. Or maybe there's something interesting on the television that you don't know already and it turns it on for you. That kind of thing, that sort of structural thing of how you live your life, I find that, I find that kind of useful. And Samsung try, um, does it with Bixby, mm-hmm. that it just sort of figures out your usage pattern and then sort of just gives that to you. Um, and I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty useful. If, if it comes down to asking for content the general ideas yeah okay useful mm. the execution as we know not reliable because we're getting things called hallucinations um which are effectively things that look feel sound like information but have been cobbled together from i don't know inaccurate sources basically mm. um so you could be disseminating misinformation without knowing it that's my favourite bit is, is they say uh, chat uh, AI has been filled with X billion texts from the internet, including all of Wikipedia. And I just went, oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that sums it all up in one. All right. Listen, that is it for the news this week. Tons of it. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we keep you up to date with everything that's breaking over the weekend and during the week as well. Of course, uh, as always, at techcentral.ie. This is Tech Radio from TechCentral.ie. Get every episode of Tech Radio by clicking follow on your podcast player right now. 
There is so much exciting science and technology research going on at Irish universities at the moment, but are we looking at research for research's sake or are there actual plans or options to help commercialise it? Victoria Gascon Perez is Consortium Officer at the University of Limerick Technology Transfer Office. She had a chat with Niall Kitson during the week about her journey from the lab to the boardroom and her mission to help turn research into great business. Victoria, travel very much makes up a a part of any sort of academic career, whether it's moving from one idea to the other or one country to another. So what brought you to Ireland? Hello, Niall. Well, to be honest, uh, I really love it before this Admiral uh, Island. And I was very fortunate because when I was studying at the university, I came to Ireland for doing some English courses during summertime, and I really love it, the people and the environment and the beautiful of this country. So once I finished my PhD, that was in 2014, I finished there in Spain in the Autonomous University. I applied for an IRC, Irish Research Council uh, postdoctoral position, and this position was very competitive because it's open to everyone uh, around the world. And I applied to work with Professor Edmund Magner, that uh, he's a very well researcher in terms of biocatalysis. That was my my research line by that time. So I applied and I got the funding for two years. So I came to work with Edmund uh, from between 2015 and 2016. By the time I finished those two years of, of postdoctoral position, I applied to work with Professor Michael Saworosko, that he's one of the best chemists in the world, and I got a position with him to work in water capture from air anywhere. So... Yeah, so this position, uh, you know, I went through all the interview process and, you know, working with a big, big professor is always like very challenging. So, so yeah, I started working with him in 2017. Uh, I was very passionate and I still am very passionate about the research line that we developed that was about water capture uh, by design crystalline, crystalline materials able to capture water and release in every condition. I mean, even in desert condition with, when the relative humidity is very low. So while we were developing these new desiccant materials, um, uh, a company uh, approached us that the name is Molecule and they, they are, um, they, they established with, with us some research um, agreements, collaborative research agreements, and I became the research fellow of a fantastic team of other postdoc and PSCI students. And we were guided by this molecule company to build a machine able to capture water, uh, as I said, from the atmosphere uh, anywhere. So with molecule, we... um, we um, uh, protected our technology or materials, so we have some some patents that then they, they became granted 
and licensed by them. So, you know, that was a fantastic opportunity as a researcher because uh, we move from technology readiness one, that is like kind of basic research that you do in the laboratory, to uh, going to commercialization. That means uh, preparing materials, scaling up, and, you know, try, uh, like, using the material and use it in real life. So that was a, a fantastic opportunity. So I became very interested in technology transfer, everything about license and patents and, you know, protect the knowledge. So that's why one year ago I applied for a, my current position that is technology transfer coordinator in the University of Limerick. My my contract is funded by Knowledge, Knowledge Transfer Island, KTI. And with this position, I was advised to apply for a very, uh, very competitive uh, fellowship that the name is uh, Life Arc Autumn. And I was, you know, I went through the interview process and I apply, I apply all the documents that were required and I got one of the only four uh, fellows in, in Europe. So um, with this fellowship, um, I'm uh, involved in training courses and I'm attending to annual conferences from Autumn. Autumn is the Association of University Technology Managers. So. Um, I've been in the US, in Baltimore, in last September, doing Autumn University. And recently, I just became a few days ago from Austin, Texas, because I was attending the Autumn annual meeting. Uh, besides, yeah, I will be attending in May um, the ASTP annual conference that is going to be celebrated in Tallinn, in Estonia. And, you know, became a fellow is very intense and very interesting because I'm engaging with mentors, with different people for, from all over the world. So that has been fantastic because uh, we are establishing very nice connections that is helping the University of Limerick and obviously myself in my career as a new uh, member of technology transfer. So... So yeah, also working in the University of Limerick in technology transfer office has been fantastic because I'm able to apply my skills as I have as a researcher to be able to apply uh, as a technology transfer coordinator. So in looking at sort of the position that you're in now, which is, you know, fairly frantic, an awful lot of travel, an awful lot of discussions, how do you bring back that learning to UL? What sort of ecosystem is available there to help researchers turn their ideas into businesses? Well, so the University of Limerick is very kind of new university, like only 50 years old. So um, there are uh, many tools to engage with technology transfer. As, from the point of view of a researcher, there are uh, different courses that you can attend and training, especially one is named from research to, um, to spin out. So um, you can know what needs to be done to become an entrep entrepreneur. 
So also in the university, there is a building that the name is the Nexus building. So in, in that, uh, it's a hub that researchers and also new companies can establish there and be integrated in the campus. That is, you know, very good for connection and networking. And, you know, you can learn from others, from other experiences. So, yeah, the university offers also uh, many courses for women, women in science, and also got the bronze medal for the uh, STEAM campus. STEAM uh, stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. So, yeah, I've been very lucky to be able to be involved in different trainings and to be able to jump from deep research to become a technology transfer coordinator. A big part of technology transfer is gauging the effectiveness of partnerships between uh, industry and academia, in particular, looking at things like the number of spin outs uh, or, you know, the number of projects ongoing between SMEs, multinationals and universities. Um, I suppose COVID has had something of a, a cooling effect over the last few years uh, when it comes to the nature and number uh, of such product uh, projects. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, well, to be honest, everyone was very hit with the, you know, very, very damaged with the COVID. But of course, uh, in every university at the moment, or most of the university, also experienced that the metrics uh, for the last two years has been a little bit down. Not during COVID, because most of the researchers were trying to were trying to to work from home, and that means that they were able to 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 approach online with technology transfer and were able to to submit invention disclosure forms, IDFs. But it's true that after the COVID, once everyone kind of come back to campus, it's like the metrics has been a little bit low. So probably it's an effect of the, of the pandemic. But at the same time, the University of Limerick is very well established um, and we are establishing very good research engagement with SMEs and multinational corporations. So and for the last five years, uh, we established a total of more than 260 collaboration with industries. And we have like 50% and 50% of collaboration with SMEs and multinational MNCs. So, so in our case, the University of Limerick really engaged with Ireland in different regions, especially in the south and in the eastern and mid midlands. But also we really engage a lot with the US and Canada so that uh, put us in a position that we are very international uh, university. Just to, to go maybe a little bit more deepest, um, in the case of multinationals, we, en we engage more than 50% with uh, Ireland South 
and more than 20% with Irlandese and Midlands. And uh, also very important is like there are repeated business. So the companies came back once and again to, to establish um, industry research agreements with us. That means that, you know, we are very trustful university. In terms of what are the technology areas that the University of Limerick is very strong, um, especially life science and food, we establish more of, you know, or one of our strong prior priority area is, is life science and food with more than 50%. And we are followed by MEC, M-E-E-C, that is about um, mechanical engineering, about 28% and ICT, uh, about 24%. And then about the priority areas, the higher influence comes in manufacturing and novel materials, followed by therapeutics and by food for health, diagnosis, and, you know, data analysis, management, robotics, and artificial intelligence. So we are a university that we are offering to society really what is needed at the moment because all these priority areas are very demanding for 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 the population so yeah i will say that we are a new university in comparison with other very old universities but we are very active in engaging with researchers and with new companies um so that make us to establish different LOAs, that is license, option, and agreements. We have some spin-outs and startups, and really important the research agreement that we made with industry that can be part-funded or totally funded by industry. So yeah, we also have patents files, some patent granted, and also consultancy with different institutions and industries. Going back to that first point on uh, academics being something of, of globetrotters when it comes to their careers, uh, working in a university for uh, you know the last few years, are you seeing any difference in you know the the diversity uh, within the sciences and sort of the kinds of people coming to you with ideas that they think maybe uh, make very good companies. Do you, is it still, you know, Irish men or is it a, a much more broad cross section of people that are here maybe for a short term or hopefully more women as well? Well, Neil, um, I studied chemical engineering. Uh, I finished that career, that degree in 2006, many years ago. And by that time, I remember in class, we were only three women. The rest until up to 100 were only men. So by that time, engineering was more like male focus, I will say. But along the years, you know, then I studied environmental science and I remember that we were more women than male in the class. And then, you know, I did my master in the University Autonomous of Madrid. And I will say that by that time, we were like 50-50. Uh, my master was adv about advanced chemistry. But then when I moved to Ireland, I really realized that there is more like 50-50 in everything that I've been involved so far, 
especially when I was working with Professor Michael Saurosco, that he's um, the leader of a very big uh, research group. And that group was, and is still very international with people from all over the world, uh, from India, from China. Even there is a, a student from Kazakhstan or from South Africa or Canada. So um, I will say that there is more than 50% of women at the moment in that group. But, you know, it's, I will say that almost is always like 50-50. But it's true that, you know, there are in other um, universities where men, you know, kind of take more strong positions than women. But uh, under my own experience, I never had that, that you know, that, that difficulty. In fact, when I was working with Professor Michael Saworosko, I was um, a research fellow there, uh, and I was working in collaboration with students from, you know, or men or women without any difficulty at all. And that was Niall Kitson chatting with Victoria Gascon-Perez of the University of Limerick Technology Transfer Office. I have a link to the office's website in the show notes on your player right now. This is Tech Radio. That's it for our show this week. There are more stories online that we didn't have time to include in the podcast, including looking ahead to the next Tech Fire webinar in association with NTT Data. How small business are missing out on energy subsidies and Vodafone cutting 11,000 as part of an international shakeup. You'll find all that on our website at techcentral.ie. We're back again next Friday on RT Radio 1 Extra, or you can get new episodes automatically by clicking follow on your podcast player right now. Until next time, from myself, Dusty, and from Niall Kitson, thanks for listening. Take care. Tech Radio is produced by DustPod.io. From me, Artemis, goodbye. Goodbye.